Today, I want to give some advice to those who want to start racing. Race drivers, this is Enzo with the Race Driver Coach Show, directing our focus to people now that are trying to get into the sport, but they don't know where to start. So this advice that I'm giving today, four pieces of advice, by the way, I'm giving today is for you if you're sat at home or wherever you're sat and you know you want to be a race driver, you want to get into the industry, but you don't know the first thing of what to do to do to make it all happen. And I've been there. I was that 17-year-old that wanted it desperately, that was buying the Autosport magazine back then, looking at all these people that are racing, watching every race I could on TV. But still, I didn't know how to actually make the jump from being a pizza delivery driver to being a race driver. And just so you know, my path, what I did, as soon as I was 17, I went and got my race license at Donington Park. There was a, a week-long intensive course that you could pay for. And at the end, you had a whole week, you know, all every day on track doing some kind of exercises, skid car. We were testing the uh, Formula Vauxhall Junior, it was back then. And at the end of it, you got your race license. So that was a very, very intense, thorough racing course. I think it was about two and a half thousand pounds which was a lot back then. This was 1994. So it was a long time ago. Um, got my license and then it took me years to save up to buy a race car. I bought a race car and just ran it myself with help from my friends and anyone else who wanted to come along. Uh, stepdad at the time and mom, dad, you know, just helping hand when they can. But really it was down to me to take the car on the back of a trailer and turn up to a racetrack and compete. And I just scraped through the year. It was club racing. I just it's Formula Ford. It's actually uh, I don't think I've got the picture anymore. No, because that one behind me is year two. The one you can see. I can't even get my hands right now. <laughs> the one you can see over there. That was year two. But uh, year one, I've got it on here somewhere. It's a it's a white car, Formula Ford. Um, it was a shed. But I got through it and I finished in the top 10. Then that car I just showed you it's behind me um, was a better car. I did that in year two and won the championship. And that's pretty much how I did it. I just begged, borrowed, stealed, worked my tail off to pay for the racing, which actually can still be done now. Club racing, by the way, is something that if you can't afford big time racing, which we'll get into in a minute, still look towards the club races because... Working class people do those championships as well as the wealthy, but working class people do because they can afford it. So that's how I started anyway. And I started coaching and got really into coaching pretty soon, about that year, actually, 1998. So it took that long to win the championship. Uh, four years after I got my license, just over three, actually. But, you know, you just got to be patient. It's a bit of advice, actually. You've got to be patient when you're going for a racing career because it's not a case of you just jumping in the best team and best car straight away. You've got to have, which is number one, the first piece of advice I want to give to you is you've got to have a plan. Now, your plan is kind of individual to you because if you've got loads of cash, you can afford racing. You can afford to pay for let's say the F1 route, which is about €350,000 to do F4. Some drivers are paying 
double that because they do two championships and they do the UAE championship, which is in January, February. So the bills are racking up. If you can afford to do that, it's quite simple. Your plan is if you if you're too old for karting or if you're not, don't go karting. But if you're like 15 years old, 16, 17, 18 years old, and you're like, right, I'm just going to go straight to F4. All you've got to do is, like I did, go to a, a race circuit, get your license. You can do it in a, one day now. Get your race license and talk to the teams, see what the budget is, give them the money. They prepare the car, off you go racing. It's very simple when you've got the money. Not easy, but it's simple. However, if you don't have the cash to race, then, like I mentioned, you're going to take a similar route to what I did. You're going to find a championship that's probably underneath £20,000, Euros, depending on how much money you can raise, right? That's really cheap, but just gets you on the track. So like the wealthy driver, if you're not, or the driver that's lucky enough to have a big sponsor or someone who's going to pay for, for them, well, they've got their own cash. You have to go to a race school and also get your license. It's a couple of hundred euro, dollars, pounds. You'll find it at any race school. So there's race schools in, in a lot of countries. So look for your closest one. And that's where you go to get your race license. So now you've, after that, you've got your license. Brilliant. Now what do I do? Now you find a championship that you can possibly afford. So like I've talked about before, the Formula Fords, like the classic Formula Fords, MX-5s, VW Cup, this kind of stuff where people own the car and take the car and at the end of the year they sell the car, that's for you. Because I believe that any one individual can afford to raise, work their tail off again, raise 20000 in a year. 20,000 pounds or euros. And you don't need it all at the beginning of the season. Remember, you just need to buy a car, save the cars like 12 grand. Right. I need to come up with a plan that allows me to gather up about 12 grand or however much the race car is. Once I've got the race car, I need a trailer. Maybe it comes with a trailer. I need a few spares and things. I need to enter the championship, which could be another two grand. Then I need to run the damn thing. Oh, I need helmet, overalls and all that as well. So you start to come up with a plan with, I need this, this and this. And there's, I think there's a get started pack from Motorsport UK or there's equivalents that show you all the things you need to go racing. You price it up and you come up with a plan, your secondary plan, which the wealthy people or people that are lucky enough to have cash don't worry about is how am I going to get that money in place? And it might take two or three years to save up for this number you've got in your mind or what you found but that's a plan so plan a for you is or the first plan is what championship i'm going to race in i'm going to go and find out all the cheap championships even if it's racing a lawnmower it doesn't matter i'm going to find all the cheap racing championships choose one which is going to be my target and then my second plan is how do i get that money in place and you come up with that. Some people, they realize they're not from a country or they're living in a country where there's much opportunity when it comes to racing. There's not many opportunities. So they think, okay, if I was to go and study in London, in America, in these places that has actually got racing, and whilst I'm there studying, I can look into the racing, see how much it is there before you go. Obviously, you make this decision. 
and you're based in a country now that has got good a good racing scene, but you're there as a student and you're kind of looking into it. Maybe there's a student racing thing. You know, you see that with the universities they they build race cars. There's actually a university championship. There's all sorts of different things you could do, but really you just got to find a cheap championship, get your race license and then come up with a plan to raise that money. This is a big one. I know this is going to take over your whole life, but you will not get into racing without having this plan and understanding. Ah, oh, I can see now step one, two, and three. This is what I've got to do. But the, the racing world, just as a, an overview, it's not that complicated to get into. It really isn't. It's finding out, like I say, a championship and then getting the money to go and race. And then that's it. You're done. You just enter. It's not like other championships. Like if you want to just get into basketball, you probably think, geez, I'm going to have to join this club. I'm going to have to get a certain, I'm going to have to get a certain skill level before a team chooses me and all this. But really when it comes to racing, you can be, if you've got the cash, right, you can just be sat on the Italian F4 grid this time next year, even though you've never touched a, a car in your life because you've got the cash to be there and you might be driver P40, but still you're in it. It is a pay to play sport. So that's really what you've got to face is it's a cash element that's the barrier. You overcome that. You get a plan to actually get in the cash in place. Even if you have to set up a business, you set up a company and it takes five years to start to earn the kind of money that will pay for your racing. Do that. You've got to have a plan. Have a plan for what you're going to race. Have a plan for how you're going to raise the money. Advice number two is to structure your on-track sessions. So once you're racing, you start, or shall I say, once you get the money together, you get the car, you start testing. So you go into a track, you're learning the craft of how to drive. You're seeing how you're faring up to all the other drivers. You've got the stopwatch on you, and then you start to learn how to actually race. The structure side of it is Never go onto the track, never do a single run or a session without having a goal in mind. And I don't mean I'm going to go out there, I'm going to get a one minute, one dead on the lap time. It's more like, okay, today is all about improving my braking. In this session, I'm going to see the best way to brake for the slow corners. I've got to get that big peak or whatever the shape is or whatever the braking style is. I'm going to make sure that this one session is based just on that. And then you look at the end of the session. Did I manage to do it? Was my braking good? Okay, perfect. I'll now move on to the medium speed corners. I need to get a light brake now without over, you know, hitting the brake too hard. Or maybe it's high speed that you're doing that. So it's all about having a very structured approach to your driving. Because I see too many people that when they're new to the sport, they just go out driving around. Then they come in and their engineer or whoever it is or themselves, if they're running themselves, they, give, they get about 10 different points that have got to change on their driving and it all becomes a bit confusing. But for you, I want you to structure things a bit better because it saves time. So today, the test day is all about X, whatever it is I want to improve. It could be racecraft. It could be following other cars. It could be getting better gaps in the traffic that's out there so you can actually get a clear lap. There's all sorts of things you can theme every single session on. And it's the kind of thing that's like a stretch goal or a stretch activity. It makes you better as a driver. I don't want you to waste a single kilometer on the track without learning something or trying something. But you have to do that in a structured way. So when you get on there, understand 
what the day is all about when it comes to personal performance. It might be just performance with the car. You might say, okay, this day is all about getting the car faster, setup wise. Fine. What are we going to do in session one? What's the plan? Always have a run plan for you or the car or both. Advice number three is never stop getting sponsors. And it sounds obvious, but talking you through the journey, right? This journey started of advice right now is, first of all, make a plan. Depending on your financial status or current situation, the plan is different, but I've kind of listed that out. Then secondly, I said structure. When you get on track, structure everything you do on track. Then thirdly, really important not to miss out the sponsors because I've noticed that drivers, once they start driving, they become lazy on the sponsorship side. They don't maximize or take advantage of the opportunity they've got. And this is really got to be pounced on because say if you're driving, right, you're testing, you've nearly got paid or you got the money for the rest of the season, which is great. That's when the laziness comes in. It's like, no, if I'm on the track, I am actually providing some kind of value or potentially providing value for sponsors. I could have their products, even at a test, but definitely a race weekend. I could be handing out their you know, product samples. I could be talking about their product to people. I could just be advertising them on the car, which I know is not worth much in a club championship or even any championship nowadays. It's not worth much having the sticker on the car, but I could still, there's, there's you know, there's a, I can put price on that. Definitely. It's still value. Um, hospitality. I could be inviting people always be thinking like this. So even though you have the season paid for, or most of it paid for, bring on sponsors at a good price because you've got space on the car that's not being used you could say right for a hundred dollars or pounds or euros i could give a company tickets and a look around the car and you know two or three people could give them a nice little day out don't have to look after them much but they're paying me one two three hundred maybe a grand if it's a bigger championship maybe more but if you start to have that as a kind of a bit of income but more importantly you're making relationships or meeting companies and you're giving them an insight to what they could have if they wanted to spend more. So 20 grand championship, I always go for the lowest, right, 50 grand championship. You've got 40 grand together. You know, you're going to need 10, but you should be all right because you're working and you're making the money and you're getting it in and there's a bit of prize money coming in and dad's going to give you five grand or whatever. So, you know, you're going to make it through the season, right? I need to start to get sponsors. This is from race one. I need to start to get sponsorship and relationships, sorry, with sponsors that are going to start to pay me for next year. I want to start to look after next year now because we can become so narrow minded about this year competing. It's like, no, I've got to make a lot of connections. I want like 40 sponsors on the car. Some of them are only giving 50 pounds. Others are giving $5,000 or pounds. I need to know what I'm going to offer them. I need to be constantly looking for people. Just the local shop down the road. What can I offer him? Maybe he could have the race car out the front. Right, I'm going to charge him for that. It's going to be 1,500 quid for the day. Just to have the car out the front or in his showroom. It's not going to cost me anything, but that 1,500 is going straight into my racing kitty. And it doesn't matter if I win or lose. The car's there to attract eyeballs onto his company the shop front, whatever it is. And you could just hire your car out willy-nilly and make sure you get 20 different people throughout the year, companies, 
for exhibitions or whatever, hiring your car. You take it there, you clean it up, you make sure it's all looking nice, it's looked after, it's got a barrier around it so people can't jump all over it. And if you did that, sold sold 20 slots over a year for a grand or two grand a day, you've got budget coming in. There's always ways around this. So I never, ever want you to just get so carried away with the driving that you forget to put the business hat on and think about next year. So once you're racing, once you've got this car, no matter how crappy it is, no matter how small the championship, you can use that as a vehicle to get sponsorship for the future. The white space on the car, the hospitality at a race weekend. I don't care what you're charging. Just start to make the relationships offer companies a deal that they can't say no to it's like all right 300 bucks just to come to, i mean that's good because i'm going to get my name on the side of a car i'm going to get offered to come to the race weekend there's not a hospitality unit unless you had a lot of people doing it that pays for the unit there's not a hospitality unit but we get to go out the races i can take my top salesman or the family we have a good time i get to meet the driver we look around the paddock yeah, it's worth it you can always sell something and just let them know that if this is like once they're there, if they wanted more, if they wanted to have more exposure, if they want to have product sampling, then we can do that. There's all these packages that I offer companies to promote themselves through the sport. And I'll become your agent in motorsport, getting you clients. That's a, the kind of hymn sheet I never, ever want you to forget about. Yes, you've got to become a good race driver. You've got to focus on the driving itself and be good. But never lose your business head that's something that most drivers do and then they get to december all of a sudden realize they need sponsorship for the next season it's too late don't be that driver and advice number four the last one is to create your brand i want you to stand out in in motorsport just like a company has to in their industry you need to in racing that means networking. That means have a good social media presence and keep it active, showing people your journey, documenting it, giving sponsors a shout out, really pump it full of any racing picks or what you're doing that day, training, going to see sponsors, anything. I want you to shout loud. I want you to meet as many race teams as you can. If there's a race event down the road and you think, right, that's a championship I'd actually like to race in one day. I'm going to go and meet some teams. I'm going to ask them how much it is to compete. When I come to see them in two years' time, they'll know my name already. So I'm networking. Go and do some coaching in the industry, whether it's race school coaching, so you're just doing it for the general public who are doing these small, uh, short experiences on track and you're the coach that sits with them. Or if you're targeting gentleman drivers who are in championships that and they need a race driver to show them the ropes and to coach them on their driving, or you're coaching for a team, a team of four drivers, and you say, right, I'll be the coach for you, and I'll look after all the drivers, and I'm there to sit on the corner, give them advice, go through the data, and the race team will pay you probably, I don't know, two, 200 would be really bad a day, but they'll probably pay you up to about 600 a day for that as well. So if you do a race weekend, you can pocket a grand. That goes towards your racing, by the way, but it's getting your name out. I want you to be everywhere in the industry. Because if you are if you play this plan, this, this advice I've got today, you have a good plan for how you're going to get on the track, you execute it, you make sure that when you're on track, you're doing everything you can for the driving and you've got each session has a goal and a specific goal, a purpose. And you monitor it, see if you've improved, brilliant. Then you're always getting sponsors when you're on the track and you're getting your name out and you're getting results, you're starting to win. 
that, my friend, is somebody who's going to have a career in motorsport.